I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. Cajun softball heads to Austin, Texas. Cajun hoops are on the road, but first we begin with Cajun baseball. Coming off a series win against Wright State in its opener, Louisiana heads west to Lake Charles to start its week. Cowboys still in search of their first win at that point after a disappointing weekend over in College Station. Top of the first, runners on Luke Juhas cracks one to right field. That's going to be good for a double. Trey LaFleur comes around to score all the way from second because of a McNeese throwing error. one nothing Cajuns. Then, take a look at this. As the Cajuns bat around in the lineup, Trey LaFleur, who scored the game's first run, is going to score another one. This ball goes all the way to the wall. LaFleur goes for an inside-the-park home run. 8-0 Louisiana in the first inning. They would build a massive hole for the Cowboys early. Cajuns would go on to win 11-3 the final. After that, Cajun baseball entered their second home series of the year, 3-1. In comes Rice with their record of 1-3. Game 1, top 4, Cajuns in a jam down 2-0. David Christie gets Pierce Gallo to ground into a double play to end the inning. Bottom 6, Luke Juhas at the dish. He flies to right. It's an out, however, it allows Jose Torres to come around to cut the lead in half. Top 7. Bases loaded again. Stephen Cash, the money strikeout to end the inning. Last chance for Louisiana, Duncan Pastor. He grounds out. Rice takes game one, two to one. The biggest thing tonight was, you know, we didn't get off to a great start, but then I thought our bullpen came in and gave us every chance. I was shocked the game was two to one right there, uh, where we have a chance to win it late. Our approach is a little bit off, uh, a lot of early week contact, and then, the, you know, one couple of innings kind of there, middle late. Uh, where we got a chance to get something going. We got a couple of double plays. Debo scorches one into a double play. Uh, and then we line out twice. I, I think that was a seventh maybe uh, to start the seventh. Just never could get on track. Could they get on track Saturday? Bases loaded, top of the first inning. Owls on every base. Manny Garza gets a hit past first base. It is one to nothing. Owls. Jack Riedel is next. Same result, a base hit, an RBI. Then it would be 3 nothing Rice in the bottom of the fourth inning. Pitcher J.D. McCracken's ball skips away. Pastor puts Louisiana on the board from third. Top of the seventh, Kite McDonald sails this one all the way to the scoreboard. Rice wins game two, 6-1. Carson Fluno got the start in game three for the Cajuns. He gave five scoreless innings, allowing one hit, striking out six. 1-0 Louisiana, bottom of the third. Connor Higgs sends this one all the way to the trees. It's his first of the year. Score now, 2-0, home side. Bottom of the eighth inning, Kyle DeBarge at the dish. He plays long ball himself. Homer number one the season for him. Two RBI on the day for him. Cajuns avoid the sweep with a 3-0 shutout. We talked about it before the game. Like we've got to have pitching and defense carries and what we call the flow of the takedown is it's always got to start with the guy on the bump. We need a better start and we got that today and we need to play really good defense. We were able to really defend it today and uh, that carries over into your offense and we were able to do just enough to, to get us to the finish line there. I told the guys today literally just play for the guy next to you and 
That's what we did. I mean, we played a we played a really good game today. Uh, I knew uh, I knew something that's been holding our pitch or not our pitching, our hitting back a little bit is just like that quick start on the bump. I knew I had to come out, throw strike one, that first guy out, and then I knew from there we'd be cruising and get a good start on the mound, get a good start on the hitting. Man. On to college softball, entering the week, team five and five, and not really where many thought they would be, but they're working through a lot. Coach Jerry Glasgow and his team have a very challenging stretch coming up. Louisiana Tech, Texas, Stanford, Oklahoma, and that record isn't something he's exactly happy with. However, he knows that the team that they put together will persevere and strive to get better. A very frustrating week and a very disappointing week from the standpoint of our program. But I think we learned a lot about ourselves. We learned things that we've got to work on. And I think that when you look ahead, the next two weeks, we're going to learn even more uh, about ourselves. And, and somewhere along the way, we've got to find ourselves and collect ourselves. So I think the biggest challenge for our program, we saw the results of the game. I mean, you actually come, you know, you, you have a, a good win to start the Baylor series, and we lose a doubleheader. You, you know, you go back through history, you don't lose a lot of doubleheaders at home at, at Louisiana. And that was really frustrating for me, and I'm sure frustrating for our fans and frustrating for our players. So the week started with La Tech in town for a midweek affair at Lampson Park. And away we go. Can the Cajuns rebound? Go Jerry Scalasco. Cajuns. Chloe Riasetso with a strikeout, one of her six on the night. Then at the plate, Samantha Grader, a double to center field. Cajuns would put up nine hits in the game, score nine runs. Then Victoria Valdez hit the game's only home run. Cajuns would win that one nine to three. Now, for that tough stretch to begin, Cajuns head to Austin, Texas to take part in the Lone Star State Invitational. Cajuns play number 12, Stanford first, top second, no score. Ava Gall goes to right. Ali Kineshiro would later come around to score for the Cardinal after an errant throw. Top of the fifth inning, River Mahler goes up the middle. That lets Danny Hayes touch home plate. Four zip Stanford, bottom of the sixth inning. Alexa Langleers flies out to center. Maya Davis would score the first and only Cajun run of the game. Cardinal win 4-1. Next, host Texas. Bases loaded, bottom first. Jolie Mitchell gets the first run of the game for the Horns with a hit. Then bottom third, Katie Stewart expands the Cajun deficit to three with a two-run base knock. Texas up 4-0 in the bottom of the sixth, make it 5-0. Mia Scott, another RBI. Horns win by that count, 5-0. On Saturday, they first play Colorado State. Top first, no score. Sam Rowe with a runner on delivers. Maya Davis comes around, scores the first Cajun run of the game. Then, top of the second, Laney Crater, away it goes. Her first big fly of the year, doubling the Louisiana lead. Then, bottom of the sixth inning, a couple of Rams on. Sam Landry gets the strikeout. Cajuns win 4-2. to two. They played Stanford again, Louisiana did, and the Cardinal won again. They blanked the Cajun 8-0-6. Reagan Krause held Louisiana to five hits. Two of those belonged to Maddie Hayden. One of those hits was a double. Chloe Riasetso took the loss. At this point, now three and two on the season. Sunday, Cajuns taking on Texas again. Up 1-0, top of the first. Lenny Crater with a knock that lets Hayden come in to score, making it two to nothing. Same inning, Alexa Langleers, high, far, not gone, but to the track. Brooke Elstad would come around to score. 
Then the same inning, Langliers, she would come around to score thanks to a throwing error. That's the fourth Cajun run in the inning. Tied at fours in the bottom of the fourth, Katie Stewart goes to right. Mia Scott scores the go-ahead and final run of the game. Texas 5, Louisiana 4. We switch to the hardwood next on Inside Cajun Nation. After the break, we look at how the men's and women's basketball teams fared in their final road games of the regular season. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back. Regular season is winding down for Cajun men's and women's hoops. They had a couple of road games left in the regular season. For the Cajun men, they started at ULM Thursday night. First quarter, Cajuns up by three. Kobe Julian, the touchdown pass to Brandon Hardy. Then two-point Louisiana lead, Michael Thomas stop, stops, pops, is fouled. Then second half, Hardy able to get to the hole. However, the Warhawks would go on to win 66-59. Saturday, Cajuns took on Southern Miss. Regular season champs versus tournament champs from last year. Cajuns down by seven. Kobe Julian, a tough two for him. Near the end of the half, Themis Folks with a teardrop to beat the buzzer. It's a two-point game at recess. Second half, USM up 11. Joe Charles getting the nice bounce. He led all scores with 26. However, Cajuns couldn't get the lead away from the Golden Eagles. Austin Crowley makes sure of that. Cajuns lose 82-71. Back-to-back losses for them. Meanwhile, women's hoops. Well, entering the week, they won four in a row. They take on South looking to continue their success against the Jaguars. Cajuns opened the game on a 13-0 run. Tamara Johnson would get the layup all the way to the back. Later on, offense, defense turning into offense. Nubia Benedict take advantage on the fast break, and away they go. A glass off the glass for two, then Benedict would connect for three. Cajuns win by 32 points, 74-42. Louisiana was at Texas State on Saturday, first quarter. Brandy Williams gets the steal, and the Bobcat defense leaves her alone for a little bit. She gave her some space, and she makes, she knows what to do with it. She cashes it in, 20-20 second quarter. Nubia Benedict cashes in from deep. Fourth quarter tied at 39s. Tamara Johnson rattles it home, Cajuns on top. The very next possession, Jalen James, the pick and the bucket. Louisiana wins 55-50, five in a row for them. We're back to baseball. Sports Director George Faust sits down with Louisiana head baseball coach Matt Deggs next on Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here, UL baseball coach, head baseball coach Matt Deggs joining us. And coach, thanks for the time. Appreciate you, as always, coming in, chatting before the season, getting this set for a little college baseball. Good to see you, George. Happy New Year to you guys. Same, same to you as well. Let's, let's start where last year ended because it was a good year. It ended in a regional and uh, 
not exactly the outcome at the regional you would have hoped for, but the fact that you guys kind of got there and, and, and just kind of sets the tone for another another season. It really does. It kind of lays the, the groundwork for a, a great jumping off point, George. And, you know, the last two years, I would call us uh, kind of getting our grit back, getting our swagger back, and, and building that expectation that, hey, this is one of the best programs in the country with, in my mind, the best fan base anywhere. And uh, to get into back-to-back -back regionals and, and win the league and then be in a championship game again last year and have good showings in those regionals. We were right there, a play or two, uh, to get into, you know, the final or win the thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It, it, you bring up just the fact that uh, kind of getting the grip back, it, it, it does feel that way. And, and, and can you talk about what you've been doing off-season-wise with regards to continuing that that uh, that standard and keep and trying to raise it a little as well. Right, right. Well, you know, so much of it is driven by personnel and I think it's just a matter, George, of getting the right guys in the right seat, all headed in the right direction with a lot of clarity and uh, and one central vision and focus and, and getting guys that are sold out and bought into that and then also got to have a little bit of talent too. So <laughs> Yeah, it looks like you, you're able to kind of attack the, the, the transfer world. Uh, that's the way this world in college sports is right now. Uh, how, does, how has that affected you guys? It seems like you guys have done a pretty good job with top 25 class uh, with regards to transfers this year. It's a, it's a brave new world out there, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, it changes every day. And I think more than anything, you have to get guys that fit what you do, guys that can be coached by you, guys that you know are going to come in and embrace this culture. and. Uh, you know, the best teams we've ever had here are guys that understand what being a Cajun is, and a lot of them are from around here or this region. And uh, so more than anything, getting the right guys and guys that are hungry to come in and make an impact, make a difference. Yeah, and you, you've been really good at doing that. I mean, uh, you've got, uh, what, uh, I, I, I tallied up in my head earlier, seven pitchers coming in, uh, I think, uh, just from the transfer kind of realm. Uh, how important is getting those guys in to, to kind of fit in and, and, and obviously pitching's one of the mo one of the most important uh, things. Pitching makes the world go round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. right. Uh, I've got a lot of gray right here probably <laughs> because of a lack of pitching at times or injuries or whatever it is. But uh, this team's definitely built around pitching. And uh, one of the biggest moves we made was bringing in Gunnar Leger, yeah. uh, All-American here. I, I, Helped recruit him and sign him last time uh, I coached here. And right. Never got to coach him, but got to face him twice and <laughs> watched him. I think we scored a grand total of one run and, and yeah. two outings. Yeah. Uh, but he's made a, a significant impact on those arms. And then we recruited some really good arms. And the coaches did a great job of kind of building our, our, our foundation around the pitching. We'd been so offensive. and. Uh, maybe came up an arm or two short uh, in the last couple of years. I don't think that's going to be the case this year if we stay healthy. You talk about Gunner, and I was going to bring him up, and I had a chance to cover him, uh, obviously. Uh, and and what's, what's impressive about him is he, you always knew what you were going to get with him on Friday night. He, he was coming through, uh, no doubt about it. And whether or not you scored runs, he was going to try. He was going to keep them their runs at a minimum. Not always does that translate to being a good coach, but what do you see in Gunner that maybe says, hey, that's not going to be the case. He will be a good coach. No, he's a great coach. High baseball IQ and acumen and, 
and just a natural feel for the game. You saw that in Gunner when he pitched. Mm -hmm. And uh, I call it I call it coaching through osmosis sometimes. Sometimes just being around a guy that you know as a future UL Hall of Famer and was an All-American and won more games than just about anybody there. Just being around that aura, that that persona has ability has a way of rubbing off on you. Mm -hmm. And you mix that with what he knows and his style of teaching. And, and like I said, I, I couldn't be any more impressed with the job he's done. Yeah, it's it's really going to be fun to watch as, as the year wears on. Obviously, you guys start up in February, I think, what, February 16th? February 16th. Yeah, and, and so uh, it's a, a home series. Last yep. year, you guys were on the road at we Rice. Were. And then this year, going to start off with Wright State. We're going to talk more about the schedule coming up in a little bit. But we'll, we'll talk about some of the players that are coming back and maybe position players, uh, one particular that peaks at the top of your head, and uh, we'll talk about them. We're, we're going to do all that when we come back. Don't, don't worry about uh, uh, changing the channel because uh, we're going to come back and talk more baseball with UL head baseball coach Matt Deggs right after this on Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back to Inside KJ Nation. George Faust here, UL head baseball coach Matt Deggs over there. Coach, thanks for the time again as we uh, kind of roll through and talk a little bit. We, we wrapped the last segment talking a little bit about the, the schedule. You start on February 16th, Wright State. One of the cool things about this year, you guys will head to Minute Maid Park. You'll play in the Astros Foundation College Classic. That's going to be fun. It always is an interesting time, right? It's a great tournament, and what, what an honor uh, to get asked to participate in that. It's funny. Uh, they asked me two years ago. I've been in it several times. Yeah, and, sure. And uh, the guy that asked me was with Shriners. Well, they've moved on. And uh, so I, I said, yeah, we'll be there. And that was a couple of years ago, and I, I moved on. I didn't – it was never set in stone. And so we called Jay Johnson at LSU to set up our usual yearly game. And he's yeah. like, well, you want to play twice? And we're – Tibbs said, well, what are you talking about? And he said, uh, well, we're playing you in a minute, mate. Hold up, we're in a minute, mate. So we're going to make that. a phone call, and yeah, we got your schedule. So we never heard from them for two yeah. years, and the next thing you know, we're in it. But uh, we've got a great set. We play open up with Vanderbilt at three o'clock on Friday, and then the the marquee matchup on Saturday would probably be twenty five thousand fans in there with LSU, uh, and then finish up at seven o'clock, I think, on. Uh, uh, Sunday against U of H. You talk about LSU, you had a chance to uh, play them in the fall. Uh, how do you feel that win? I mean, LSU. <laughs> I, it, it was a great game, uh, first nine innings. Yeah. Uh, I think it was one to one going into the ninth. I've okay. never seen that much pitching on display uh, in a college game. Uh, probably a, a realistic estimate there was five six future big league arms from both yeah, teams absolutely uh it was one to one going into the ninth i think we dropped it three to one maybe uh but it was a good day they they're loaded with arms flip you know the script from last year they're very offensive this year i think it's it's going to be centered more on pitching a lot like us yeah sure uh but it was a it was a great game, man. and I, I love playing those guys. Jay and I have been competing against each other since he was at Arizona. I was at Sam, and uh, just have a way of sharpening up each other and our teams, and and so that's something I think we'll continue to do every fall. But I like the way we played, but we also got exposed too. There's definite adjustments we want to need to make and and want to make if we're gonna uh, take that next step and get to Omaha. Obviously, there. They, LSU won the national championship. They, they're, they're a huge SEC power. Uh, but what, what strikes me about the Sun Belt Conference is the fact that 
that's a power five baseball conference. That is. We were the fifth rated league in the country last year. And you look at it, George, and to the common eye, you go, well, fifth. And, uh, but you go SEC, ACC, Pac-12, uh, Big 12, and then the Sun Belt. Right. And it, it's a close, you know, fourth right. and fifth right there. Sure. Uh, you know, putting four and five teams in regionals. And I think it'll be more than that this year. Uh, you have host inside of that, and it's become just a power baseball conference. It's amazing. It, it, I, I was looking at the schedule, and and I was like, "There's no breaks here." Like, Southern Miss, Coastal, yeah, just just the, the list goes on. And, and we've on. tried to use that to our advantage, mm-hmm. uh, building a little bit more of an SEC schedule where uh, maybe you don't get the big marquee matchups midweek or on the weekends early, uh, because you know that you're going to get that RPI in the league. And so uh, maybe there's a little bit uh, friendlier matchups, if you will, yeah. uh, at times. Sure. But there's still some great games uh, coming in uh, to play us here at home, some, some really good teams. But uh, you're able to, to make a little bit more of a balanced uh, schedule. And, and Coach Tibb and Coach Babb have done just a tremendous job at that. You brought up something that may trigger something in mind. Talk about being at home. An unbelievable atmosphere that you guys have at home and consistently top in the, one of the top schools in the nation with regards to attendance. What is it about, I think people are baffled that don't know how good the fans are, the program is here with regards to baseball. They're kind of baffled when they look up and see, oh, this is a great, great No doubt. And, and from the outside looking in, you wouldn't know, but the people that know, know. Mm-hmm. Uh, trust me, there's a lot of teams and players and fans that when they see the schedule come out, they're circling this thing because yeah. they want to see this atmosphere. Correct. And I'll tell you right now, you know, one of our goals, we have, you know, a vision every year, you know, 40-plus wins in the regular season, top 25 RPI ranking, win the league, win the tournament, host a regional. That's our big goal uh, this year. Win that, have a chance to get to Omaha and play for the whole thing. But uh, in that goal this year is we want to lead the league in attendance, Cajun Nation. And, uh, you know, right now it's, it's, it's Southern uh, Miss and, and then us. And uh, so we're calling on all Cajuns that we want to lead the league in attendance and uh, I'd love to put 6,000 in there one night because I'm tell you what, I've coached and, and been all over the country and, and been at the, you know, at the power schools and all of that stuff. Right. When this place is filled up, there's not another stadium in the country like this one. That's awesome. It, it is a dynamic atmosphere. Hey, Friday night, Sunday afternoon, doesn't matter. It's, it's always a great. One guy who, who consistently has played well for you is Kyle DeBarge, uh, preseason uh, accolades rolling in, All-American, 371 batting average, uh, led the team uh, in, uh, with the batting average there in second in hits. Uh, talk about his play and, and what you expect fr- from him uh, moving forward here. Well, everybody asks, you know, how are you going to be this year? And I always say, well, when you start with Kyle DeBarge, you got a shot. And he's just a winner. And uh, he's just got it. And whatever it is, Debo has it. And uh, think about, you know, a guy like Johnny Manziel, or you look at him and he's not the biggest guy, not the fastest, but what's he do? He just wins. He finds a way. Bregman was that way. Baby Blake Trahan was that way. Debo's in that mold of not the biggest, uh, but he's extremely strong and fast, and he just has the heart of a lion and and unbelievable leader. And uh, he's our alpha dog, man. And uh, 
the whole thing offensively is kind of built around him. And uh, never had a player like him, I'll tell you that. And uh, he's got a chance to go top one or two rounds in the draft, and I fully expect him to, to climb his way to the big leagues. Hopefully we'll be, uh, we'll be talking a lot through the season about how successful you guys are this year. Looking forward to covering you guys this season, Coach, and uh, thanks for coming in. Always great to see you, George. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for sticking and staying up with us, and uh, you, we appreciate it. You're watching Inside Cajun Nation. Have a great week, everybody.